Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in with K-Squared. It's your girl, Kaylin. Hey, guys. It's Kiaren. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Sabine. And welcome to episode 28, everybody. So to our new listeners, welcome to our podcast. We greatly appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. And to our returning listeners, y'all know we love y'all so, so, so much. And we appreciate you guys so much for your continued support. We're glad that you're back tuning in with us today, and we can't wait for you all to hear this great episode that we have in store. But before we get into that, make sure that you guys are following us on Instagram at Pod. Once again, that's at Pod, And make sure that you're actually subscribing to us on your preferred podcast platform. So we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. Make sure that you're hitting that subscribe button, and also make sure that you're leaving us a comment or rating, letting us know how you enjoy the show. We really would appreciate you all's feedback. It helps us out a lot. So for today's episode, we are going to be focusing on the topic of mental health. We have a very special guest in the building, Mr. Derek Johnson. He is a very strong advocate for mental health, and he is here to join the conversation and give us some really valuable insight on this very vital topic, especially for us young adults. Um, This is a topic that we need to have more conversations about openly. We need to talk about more openly as a community. So I'm very, very excited about this topic. We're going to touch up on a lot of different aspects of it, such as how mental health really plays a role in our early 20s, how mental health kind of is handled within Black men, and also how mental health plays a role in relationships. That's going to be our Girl Talk topic. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for the whole entire episode. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Kiaren, and she is going to start this conversation off. So Kiaren, take it away. Hey, hey guys. So pretty much we have all joined the 20 Club. Sabine just joined us a couple, like last week, right? Last week, two weeks ago. ago. So Sabine joined the 20 Club. So we're all in our 20s now. We're all a part of the club. So I kind of wanted to tie mental health into our 20s since this is such a big time in our life, a reconstructive time in our life. And I wanted to talk about it. And I know we're all, I can speak for all of us, we're happy that we have a male perspective on the show today because normally it's just us three giving our little girl input just seeing one way of all the topics so it's pretty cool that we have you on but I just wanted to start out and ask you who are you what do you do what brings you to the show yeah so my name is Derek Johnson Uh, I am a graduate of Grandma State University with a major in biology Uh, found a passion for mental health I want to say my sophomore year in college um, in that regards, I was working at a mental health uh, children's home back in uh, Louisiana, where I went to school, and I kind of got the passion from there, just seeing how the youth um, needed the advice from a young African-American male like myself in that regards, and uh, I've been passionate for it ever since, and kind of made a career out of it, would you say? Nice. What is, if you don't mind saying, what is your career? What career were you able to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now I do case management and I mean, just as a regular college graduate, just trying to figure it out, to be honest. Uh, the ultimate goal is to go to PA school uh, to uh, pursue my master's as a physician assistant. But nice. I do have a uh, nonprofit, uh, which I, we will get into. I don't want to jump the gun with y'all, but. Uh, no, no, you're good. This is your time to tell the audience oh, okay. about okay. you. Say that, yeah. So my, uh, I do have a mental health uh, platform, 
that uh, I founded uh, with two of my other brothers um, called Bros, Brothers Rising Over the Stigmas. Uh, we specialize in black men and mental health and the stigmas that black men deal with on a daily basis. One of my, uh, well, two of my co-founders, one went to Morehouse and the other went to Grambling State University with me. So we're all in the mix and we just trying to uh, bring the light to mental health from the African-American men perspective in the Atlanta area. Dang, that's real cool. I like the name too. You guys have a whole little thing going on. So that's real cool. Which yeah, name Sorry. <laughs> With today's society and social media raining so heavy over everybody's life, I guess you could say, and their perspective on how they, their progress in life should mm -hmm. go, how do you think, and this is for everybody really, how do you guys think that that has kind of tainted the image of progress amongst us just trying to figure it out, like you were saying, like graduated from college, trying to figure it out, as we all are in different stages of our lives. So how do you guys feel social media kind of taints that? Well, I'll let y'all go first. I mean, y'all women, of course. Um, okay. Um, I feel like social media has definitely played a big role, especially this generation when it comes to our mental health, because honestly, Instagram is a fraud. So everybody constantly posting how they, what they're doing, the latest trends, all that is in people's heads. So people that are struggling with like depression and anxiety and stress, they're like, wow, like I want to do what these people are doing, but it's a facade. So I feel like it's like a, a mind game. It's just all by like visuals and like, really, we don't know behind the scenes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe what people post on Instagram. Everybody has the latest stuff, but like, I'm not going to let that affect my mental health. Yeah, agree to being, um, honestly, social media is just like 10% of what's actually going on in people's life. And I feel like users in our generation tend to forget that sometimes that, you're not always seeing the real, you know, we post our highlights, we post, it's like our resume, social media has kind of turned into like a highlight resume in a sense, but like for your personal life, you know, but we're not really putting on social media, those, you know, trials and those obstacles that we tend to face um, through our life. So everyone kind of thinks everything comes easy to everyone when really behind the scenes, um, sometimes it's a lot of hard work. Sometimes there's a lot of mistakes being made and sometimes there's a lot of failures happening more than wins. So social media, um, it also kind of unconsciously makes us compare ourselves because humans, just a humanly trait and a known like psychological fact, we've been comparing ourselves since like caveman days. This is just a human trait. It's just something that comes natural to us. Um, it's just one of those natural instincts to compare and contrast. You compare and contrast with your family, you compare and contrast with your friends um, so, so that you can improve what, in, in whatever way that may be. But social media has put it on such a higher scale to the point where it's now unhealthy. And we're now comparing and contrasting ourselves at higher rates that is not normal for us. And that is actually doing more damage to our mental health than it is actually improving us. So comparing and contrasting is supposed to be just a survival trait that humans have, but it's now been put on this, this ridiculous scale that's just really not healthy for us. So I feel like it's important for us to understand that and to know that we cannot consume social media as much um, as it tricks us to, you know, the, the, the um what you gonna call it um why am i blinking out right now the algorithm is like built to make us spend more time on social media that's the whole point of it so i feel like you know 
we have to understand that and know how to kind of work around that so we're not letting it fully consume and take over our lives and that we're still comfortable with where we are and knowing that we are where we're supposed to be in this moment. You, you absolutely right, Kelly. You, uh, you said a lot. I didn't want to interrupt you in between that, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, mental health, um, it plays a key part in social media. I feel like a lot of relationships are uh, degrading because of that in uh, numerous ways. I also feel like people trying to live up to the hype. And I was just having to uh, talk with my colleague about that the other day because he doesn't have a social media. And I was really skeptical of making my own social media just because I'm not the type to really be flashy. I'm not the type to really uh, show what I have. You know what I'm saying? That's just not been me. But I do feel like um, it's really sad, to be honest. Uh, relationships are falling down. Marriages are falling down. And uh, people just trying to live up to things that are not real. Um, people are driving these foreign cars or live or at these Airbnbs, calling it their homes, and that's not it at all. Like they're living in a real fantasy world, and it's it's really sad. We can, we can get on the scamming too, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Wait, I'm just dead because he really called out everyone who take pictures in the Airbnb. What's and the like Airbnb. He took it to the Airbnb. I mean, y'all in New York, I know y'all can relate to that. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, a lot yeah. of fun going. I'm not gonna lie, it's a lifestyle. I'm not saying I take part, but it's a oh, normal. Okay. It's, it's okay, you say normal. that. Say that. <laughs> it's normal for people to do stuff like that. That's like the regular, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think speaking along the lines of social media being just like a a fake whatever, a fake life or whatever, I was even thinking last, this weekend or whatever, I was looking on uh, social media, or I was looking on Instagram, I'm calling it social media. I was looking on Instagram and it was Dez's birthday. You guys know Dez, uh, Jada's friend, whatever. Turned 22, got an AP, got a Birkin, doing all these things. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm about to be 21 in June and... I don't where's have my Birkin and where's my AP? Right. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, where's my, where's my future? You know what I mean? Like where, where's all that stuff? So it just subconsciously, I feel like everybody just does that with everything. Like even you just scrolling, you're like, dang, what a minute, I don't have that. Or what, what am I doing? Where do I need to be to get that? You know what I mean? And that can, like, I feel like we're all guilty of it, you know, subconsciously, even when we don't want to do it, we do it. So I think that's just something that, I don't even want to say it's like a part of life because it's like we talked about and like I feel like we always bring up comparison as the thief of joy. So just really trying to make sure that you're not comparing others. But that I think is just a part of it, you know, just looking, just scrolling, just being a part of social media on social media. But Derek, because you are the mental health expert right now, do you have tips or anything that you would give to somebody that finds themselves comparing a lot or a lot more than the average Joe? Uh, yeah, uh, I would just say, honestly, uh, trust your timing. Um, and when I say that, I mean, every, every God aligns people in different timings. Uh, I would just say trust the process. Honestly, I know that's very cliche, but it's, it's real. Um, me being a college graduate, I have a lot of friends that, you know, we, we go through that post-grad depression. Um, and that being said, we don't know what we want to do. We don't know the answers, but like I said, we trust in the process day by day. You know, we might find a job here and there. We might have to work two to three jobs. But at the end of the day, that's something that you have to do to maintain the lifestyle you want to live. And of course, a lot of us college grads are broke, you know, asking mom for money on food stamps. You know, when I was in school, I had the EBT swiping going crazy. So it's all about how you really uh, play it out. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, definitely trust the process. And, and like I said, I think um, in the Black community, we don't look to get help. 
you know, we look at our friends to confide to, and a lot of them don't have the answer. You know, I think we really need to utilize the uh, therapeutic uh, therapist counselors that we have at our university. I'm pretty sure uh, at the university y'all attend that they do have licensed counselors, therapists, psychiatrists, whatever y'all need. So definitely utilize those tools as well. Yeah, and along the lines of how the Black community just sees mental health as a whole, what's your what's your take on that? I know you guys started your organization because you wanted to shed light on mental health within the Black community, and do you, or have you seen an incline, or do you kind of feel like it's at a plateau, or even going down, the way the Black community sees it? Uh, yeah, so as of right now, uh, I personally um, have a couple friends that are therapists and counselors as well. And they, we all look at it as a decline right now, especially during COVID. Um, COVID is a big thing that is affecting a lot of people in general. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all can adjust to it as far as like job loss um, between your parents or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Job loss for sure. Uh, just school in general, just being in your room all day, being on lockdown. I know a lot of universities aren't even in class right now, so that can be stressful as well. And a lot of uh, Black people are, are facing PTSD right now as well. PTSD, depression, ADHD, all those different diagnoses to where we can't function. So that's definitely a key part that we need to work on in the Black community. But to answer your question, I am seeing a decline in uh, people getting help for sure. I do agree with you, Derek. Like there is a lack of access to mental health, especially like I feel like since there's a lack of access, more men, especially Black men, feel they need to hide their pain, makes them feel less masculine. So what do you feel like men struggle with the most? Is it like confidence, lack of support? Like what's the main aspect? That's a great question. I would honestly say we, we are in a lack of support stage. And when I say that, I feel like men uh, nowadays, we don't really have that person we can go to that... Uh, we can confide to, to be honest. Like I said, we uh, as black men, we were always told, yo, be strong or, oh, you being weak or you being soft just because, you know, you're showing emotion or you might shed a tear, but, you know, that's normal. You know, um, if you talk to a counselor therapist, they would tell you that it's normal to cry. It's normal to show your emotion. It's normal to vent. You know what I'm saying? That, that actually is a process of healing. So when you are doing it, that's not affecting you. That's actually helping you. So I think uh, as a black man in general, we need to get out of that stigma of being strong and actually show emotions. I agree with you, honestly, but I feel like it stems from your home, your living environment. Many young black boys are told to get, suck it up. You know, me, I have a brother, and you know, how we're raised, how he's raised, you know, he's not more too prone to show his emotions. I feel like it's very common. And I feel like it starts from your environment. So how do you feel like, do you believe that it comes with the environment or is it just like your niche? Like no, 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 absolutely. It definitely comes from your environment. Like I said, a lot of people uh, are being raised in single parent households. And, you know, as men, they're taught to, you know, be strong for your mom or be strong for your aunts. And in, in the case, that's where we also figure out that, hey, we don't have that necessary person to talk to because if we're raised in an all-female household, who do we go to to talk to? I don't have that older cousin that I look up to in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that older brother or uncle that's in good standing with me that I can just call and be like, yo, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. So I feel like that does play a key part in the household uh, that you're raised in, for sure. And I agree I, with you too. Oh. Sorry, no, you can talk. <laughs> and I agree with you too, Sabine. I have a I have two brothers in my house and they're very, I had to break their little shell too because me, I'm emotional. I'll tell everybody. <laughs> if something makes me upset, 
you'll see a tear. Like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset about it. Or I'm going to, you know, like I wear my emotions on my face and they look at me like, ah, oh, Kiara, you always cry. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm expressing my emotions, how I feel. I'm not going to suppress them. I'm not going to hide them because that's how you blow up. And my younger brother, he'll probably, he, I don't even know if he'll listen, but he is a suppressor. He's the type to where he does not tell anybody how he's feeling, doesn't want to let it out. And I remember it was one day and I'm just, I'll egg it on. I'll be like, it's okay. Like, you just tell me how it is, you know, like, and he just like, just, I don't even want to say blew up, but he just, you would just tell the emotions and everything just kind of just came out. And I think amongst even black men, black women, any race, whatever, I just always feel like, I'll tell my friends or just tell people that I know, like, don't suppress your emotions. Cause when they say you will literally blow up like a can of worms, you will, it'll come out of nowhere. You'll just be like, Oh my gosh, why am I crying right now? Why do I feel this? And it's X, Y, Z, everything coming out of everywhere. No, I agree with you. Especially. I feel like parents do play a major role in mental health, especially in the black community. I see a lot of like celebrities, especially they do their interviews and they, talk about mental health and they usually stems from their home so a lot of people feel like our parents is a blame for mental health like do you feel like do you agree with that Derek um I wouldn't necessarily say it's a blame on it uh I I feel like that does play a key part though um because some parents you know I some parents I have some family members that I feel like should you know go to therapy but you know that's kind of one ear out the other you know they don't really want to hear that go to therapy oh I'm good or you know, that's, that's for crazy people, or, you know what I'm saying? They have all these different excuses of why not to go when you really do need the help. Um, we do have a lot of celebrities like, uh, G Herbal, for example, who yeah. uh, was a big advocate in mental health or is becoming a big advocate, uh, naming his album PTSD, meaning post-traumatic stress disorder. He is, um, helping out the Chicago community a lot. So I definitely can salute him on that and just being an advocate for it because a lot of uh, people need to speak upon it. I also feel like as well, like kind of touching on Kiaran's point, how she kept egging it on with her brother, like what's wrong, what's wrong. Um, In a lot of situations, I feel like when it comes to black men and just our black um, men who are our friends, um, women can tell we, we are very, very in tune with our emotions. We're very intuitive. So we can, we can feel when something's not right, when something's not okay. And we may ask, are you okay? are you good? And it's always, uh, I'm fine. It's always a shutdown. So why do you feel that is, why do you feel black men don't even feel comfortable to open up about their emotions when they're asked about their emotions? A great question. That kind of goes back to what we were taught at home. And it also kind of goes back to what, you know, our parents taught us too in regards to yo be strong you know don't let no don't let no woman see you crying or don't let no woman uh, show your emotions or you can't vent to a woman you know what i'm saying some men are told not to ever vent to a woman which is crazy to me um even their significant other you know the woman you're dating or the one you're married to yo don't talk to her about certain things that's only for you and your boys to talk about so some people are, and it's really a situation where we need to break out of that because that's unhealthy and you're gonna like you said y'all gonna blow up <laughs> It's going to be real bad at the end of the day. Right. So staying on the topic of just, you know, females and males in our community, especially when it comes to relationships, this kind of segues right into our Girl Talk segment. You know, with our Girl Talk, 
you got to talk about relationships. You got to kind of get into the. Yeah, I've I seen a couple of clips. Y'all been dropping tea. On- <laughs> yes, we got to get into some things. So we kind of want to discuss relationships and kind of how mental health plays a huge role in relationships and, you know, just the overall withstanding of relationships. I don't really think our generation takes the time to even realize how much of an impact, you know, your mental and emotional health can have on that well-being of your relationship with somebody so do you feel that mental health when it comes to toxic relationships because toxic relationships is kind of just has kind of just been the theme of relationships lately that I really dislike I really don't like that notion at all and how that's becoming so normalized but do you feel like toxic relationships is actually low-key just mental health issues Absolutely. Um, I personally dealt with a toxic relationship uh, back when I was in school. That was definitely toxic on my mental. Uh, just having you, uh, just having your significant other know those buttons to push is really a, a, a bad situation. It can end bad quick. <laughs> so um, in that situation, yeah, it definitely plays a key part. Uh, one big thing I would say is to try and talk. Like I said, I feel like communication nowadays isn't, isn't key in relationships anymore. Um, I can personally say that uh, most men aren't comfortable talking to their women about certain things, and most women aren't comfortable talking to their men about certain things. That's just a part of life. But I feel like if you and your partner understand that, then you're going to be just fine if you're able to uh, talk it out. Yeah, agree. And I also feel like, too, the problem is, like, a lot of people, either men or women, come into these relationships with mental health issues with you know emotional health issues emotional damage mental damage that they haven't dealt with before and they kind of carry that on into the relationship and it just affects the whole entire you know vibe so what would your advice be to really kind of have people self-reflect and you know how would people even know if they're really ready because some people don't even know that they really have mental health issues some people are not even aware that they have these mental health issues so what are some things what are some key things that you feel people can kind of look out for in themselves um that are kind of red flags that they may have a mental health problem because some people are just simply not aware they're not going to therapy they're not going to get checked out so they just don't know and they're walking around here like they're okay when they're really ruining you know, a lot of people and, and damaging a lot of people's emotions just from them being mentally damaged themselves? No, absolutely. That's a great question. So first off, I would say, uh, learn that person. Start off with a friendship first. I feel like a lot of times, men, we do tend to rush things just to say, hey, I'm with her or, you know, how she, look, you know, just try and front. Like I said, back to the Instagram thing, like, yo, oh, this is my girl. You know, this is who I'm dating. And you're not even knowing that she's toxic on you 24 seven, like you cashing out at Ruth Chris or STK every every two minutes just to please her when she don't even like you for real. So I see that a lot of times too in, in, in my age bracket where men are just trying to please and they don't even know that girl from a can of paint. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know her middle name or know her favorite color, but you steady saying that's my girl. And that's, and that's really toxic because for you not to know that person, but you're saying that's your girl, then what are you really doing? <laughs> Yeah. And what are some things you feel like, you know, red flags in like people, like things in their routine that may be red flags that they have mental health, whether that be like, 
just not wanting to communicate or, you know, what are those red flags you feel, you know, can come up where people need to be like, oh, dang, I I do that. I didn't know that that could possibly mean that, you know, I could have a mental health right. issue. Um, some red flags to me personally is uh, insecurities. And um, I don't know if y'all want to touch on that. We can touch on that later on uh, to see where y'all head is with insecurities. But that's one big thing for me, like be comfortable in your own skin. I feel like a lot of, I wouldn't say women, I'm going to say people nowadays aren't really comfortable in their skin and they don't really know who they are as a person. Um, another thing can be clinginess at, too at times, uh, considering that, you know, men don't want you to be all up on them. And I could say women as well, they probably don't want their person to be all up on them 24-7, seven days a week on their back so i feel like that is two big things for me and communication of course is three but those are the top uh three things that i would say to help out your relationship and mental health yeah definitely insecurities like even kiara and Sabine can kind of talk on this because we're huge advocates on self-love and making sure that you are stable with yourself and you know who you truly are so that you can go into these relationships and even friendships because a lot of people ruin friendships because they're not mentally stable and emotionally stable with themselves. So they can't even be a good friend to others. Um, so we're huge advocates on self-love, but shifting the gears here and getting a little more spicy, we're going to talk about the topic of cheating because mm, I, I, I kind of feel like, and I'm going to ask you this question, but you know, I, I was reading something and they were saying they feel like cheating and just, you know, especially if you're in situations, these toxic relationships nowadays and all this, all these things that are being normalized with relationships, toxicness, cheating. I don't know why that's being normalized, but it is um, mainly because the rappers and the lifestyle and all these things that we see and all these baby mamas and girlfriends going right back, you know, right when something happens. It's just a horrible example, um, a horrible example to the community. But I was reading something. It was basically saying that with, if you're with someone who is constantly cheating on you um, and, you know, still is toxic and still wants to try to work things but can't seem to not cheat, it could possibly be an insecurity. It could possibly be a, um, a mental health issue, a self issue, an emotional issue. So do you feel like cheating kind of ties in to mental health problems because the ladies want to know what the real issue is and the ladies want to know why it keeps happening is it something deeper do you feel like cheating comes from insecurities or do you feel like cheating just comes from men being men and wanting to you know have their cake and eat it too um that's a good question <laughs> um so in that predicament, I personally feel like cheating on a man scale is okay. I'm gonna, do y'all want me to go down a list or just yeah? We, we, the I'm ladies need to PG know, um, <laughs> the girls a, need to know ASAP. Okay, so, yeah, I, I definitely feel like men and women too. I can't, I can't just say men all the time. I feel like men and women definitely want their cake and eat it too, in regards to uh, having options. I don't know why that's a trend nowadays, but a lot of men and women just want options, like I said. But at, to answer your question, as far as a relationship is concerned, some people don't really uh, like their partner. Like I said, some people might not like their partner, what they're doing, you know, behind the scenes, or, you know, they, they do it all for clout, as Cardi B said, or, you know, certain things are just not, not healthy. 
and that's what makes them cheat or want to seek other options or just get girl advice. And, you know, once they get girl advice from another girl, it's kind of like, okay, is this my friend or am I trying to build some of her too? So I feel like at times that could be a key thing where, you know, and that goes back to mental health too, not being able to communicate with your partner. So if you find another girl like, man, I could really vibe her, you know, she's not judgmental or she's not, you know, looking at me to just spend, spend a dollar and, and she really just wants to know me for me then that really helps out the relationship. But in a nutshell, that is why men cheat, I feel like. <laughs> we can't confide in our partner, to be honest. And sometimes, you know, you find that person that you can talk to and be real with. And I think too, if we're being very, very honest, damaged people damage people. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people that get into relationships without tying up their loose ends and knowing that they're damaged because when you know you got stuff going on you know like it's not it's nothing to hide you know you might yeah, not when you outside, you outside. exactly and it's like <laughs> you still feeling like you can go and get because girls i mean i'm speaking if this is a guy doing it to a girl girls oh, yeah. love hard you know what i mean like girls really they they love hard so it's like so that I can only speak from a girl's perspective. It's the stigma. It's the stigma because you men hide your feelings. So we don't know if y'all love hard. I personally, like no, 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 no. Okay, let me say this. I have a lot of male friends that are, yeah. that are, you know, I wouldn't say like we just outside, but they good men. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can vouch on them like, yo, he's a good dude. Like, he not going to do you dirty. But I do have some that scumbag and just, you know. Yeah, that's outside. They might, they might be damaged, you know, and that's right? why. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be cool for them to get in a relationship if they're still on their ways, like you describe it. Because there's a lot of people out there that do, because they want their cake and eat it too. They want to still do their thing and be with that girl or girls be with that guy, whatever, vice versa. When they're hurting somebody, you know, you gotta tie up your loose ends before you get in a relationship with somebody, and those loose ends can be toxic traits, um, working on your own mental health, mm -hmm. working on yourself. And we speak about this all the time on the show, work on yourself. Like Kaylin was saying, right. self-love, really get yourself right. Like, mm -hmm. what are you going to bring to the table? Because I also feel like too, your partner is not, they necessarily aren't signing up to be your therapist. Like you shouldn't nope. feel like you're dumping everything on your partner and it's their right. obligation to help you out, you know? No, I definitely agree. I, I will say, I mean, I know y'all had the time, man. I just want to say this one thing. I do feel like a toxic trait that um, men deal with, too, is entertaining exes on both ends. I feel like oh. and women's... Whoa! Right. I don't know if y'all can relate, but, you know, and the, <laughs> people do try and entertain the exes still and try and see if they can get spark back. But that is a toxic trait in mental health, for sure. That is a very toxic trait. If somebody is your ex, you need to let them go. Let oh. them go. We we had a whole show about that. That's a whole nother episode. You need to let That's them a go. whole nother episode right there, honestly. But also, I feel like the men, especially it comes to mental health and relationships, I start to see as a red flag now if they can't start to take accountability. You know, mm -hmm. if they're starting to be like, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault, I'm starting to see you don't know how to take accountability. So I feel like there's something deeper, like you don't see the wrong. Which no, that is, that is a great point. And I do feel like um, that kind of goes hand in hand, man and female. Um, I, know, I know for um, males, we can take accountability. Now, will the female uh, let it go? I highly doubt it. <laughs> but I mean, as long as I feel like we are owning up to it, 
then we should be okay. But you know, some women, they just like bringing it back up or like bringing up old news. And a lot of men, when we're done with it, we're done. We don't like recycling or bringing back up old things. That's just not us. But <laughs> so, v, do you want to go? Because I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you know, you and I. <laughs> The reason why women bring it back up, and this is just my perspective, is Sabine can kind of bounce back from this too. I feel like the reason why women will kind of bring up old situations is because we feel you haven't really changed. So we're going to continue to bring up these things to kind of reiterate our main point from the jump. And sometimes men be like, why are you bringing up that old situation? It's so different. And it's like, it's not different because the principle remains the same. And I feel like men sometimes... And in my situations, my past experiences, and just from what I hear amongst friends, men sometimes miss the bigger picture. And it may be because, you know, you guys are very concrete thinkers, you're doers, you know, it, whatever is right in front of you is right in front of you. And women, we tend to kind of, you know, we, we, we take things and we put some pieces together. And sometimes the pieces we put together are wrong. Because a lot of women, we assume, 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 and it don't be right. Thank you. you. That was about to be my next point. Because I <laughs> ask y'all, what about y'all with assuming? And y'all y'all like to jump from 30 to 100 quick. And we have an intuition. I'm not trying to hear what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Because I will create a whole movie in my head. Like, yup, this too. happened. I'm going to have a story. I'm on it. her. And they yeah. went here. And I saw this location. And yeah, that's what, then that's what I was going to ask, too. So how do y'all feel about that like if a man drops a location on instagram are y'all automatically assuming like he's cheating or if he posts a picture with his food and nobody else's food is that cheating um that's who you with well if you told me i'm not gonna gonna lie see it's communication if you told me you was going out i'm not gonna stress nothing but if i don't hear from you and i see you out to eat my first question Anyway, like what you doing you didn't tell me but i'm not gonna jump i've learned don't jump just wait because boys you're so because they forget they forget to text you but they didn't forget to post on instagram exactly social media and that's my whole problem right there silence i'm not i've been guilty of that i've been guilty of that i can't lie and say here like what is the purpose of that believe it someone or what did you just simply forget to text or or did you not feel like Um, i mean folks might have been lit folks phone might have died you know no excuse certain things that you know you might have just forgot how so it ain't Mm-mm. All I'm saying is I'm guilty of it. I don't have a problem owning up to that. I'm, but it wasn't on purpose, though. I really forgot. They forget. Mm-hmm. And that's my whole thing because I'm just like, well, what is more important? The Instagram post or the texting back? Um, but women, we. So hold on. My question is when y'all at these day parties or y'all drinking the mimosas brunches on the Sunday, and y'all be forgetting to text us. No, we don't forget. Don't That's when it's amplified. Forget. That's you when you know, really want to text, text you. you. Really oh, want to text okay, you. You okay. men, I don't believe there's a forget because this is impossible. Every human in this generation is on their phone 25-8. Not 24-7, 25-8. You remember what's important to you. Like, you remember when a song is going to drop or when a game is about to drop. You remember what you want to remember. You remember what's important to you. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's, like that's what it shows in the relationship. You forgot because it wasn't that important. <laughs> exactly. That's a, fact. that's a good point. 
that's a fact. And I feel like women, we we can, you know, take pieces of, pieces together and try to put two and two together. And, you know, we do be wrong most of the time. But the reason why we always bring stuff up again is because, you know, y'all may see it as, okay, that was that one time I didn't text you. Da, 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 we already worked through that situation. But it's like I'm bringing up the situation again because it's still the same thing. The same principle still applies. So I don't get, I don't know if, I don't know if men just don't get it. I, I really just don't know. Like, I don't know if men just don't get the principles that we try to present to the table. Like, what is that about? Like, I'm pretty sure, Stefan, you've been in an argument with past relationships or something where, you know, you guys are just going back and forth, going back and forth, and nothing seems to be getting solved because she's telling you you're missing the point. <laughs> you're missing the point. You keep trying to explain your actions, but the actions don't need to be explained. I need you to understand the principle and the bigger picture as to why I'm upset that you did what you did. So what is that about? No, absolutely. I feel like, yeah, to answer your question, I have been in situations like that before where I got chewed up about certain situation, uh, certain things that I should have done better, I guess you could say. Um, but I feel like that comes with maturity. Um, I, I, I feel like that comes with maturity for sure. Um, certain things you want to do, some things you just not going to do. Like some things you're going to be like, yo, I'm tired of her complaining about X, Y, Z. I do this, that, and the third. She don't see that, but she only see the one thing that I'm messing up on. So I've had that situation where it's like, man, I'm doing all I can do for you and it's still not enough. And that stresses you out. Like it, on, a, on a man, I could say it personally stresses you out because it's like, man, how many times do I have to hear her nag about this or that? I'm doing the best I can, but at the same time, it's still not enough. So, but, why, but and like you said, it could be a maturity thing, but I mm -hmm. feel like it all, it all bounces back to communication, which was the main point that you brought up, you feel right. One of the main like issues that men kind of struggle with, and it does kind of tie into mental health in the way that you all were raised because you weren't raised on those foundations to communicate your emotions, the way you feel, and what's really on your mind. You were raised to suck it up and do what you need to do in that given moment for the betterment of everyone else. So I feel like men just grow up kind of putting everyone everyone before them, you know, especially when it comes to the family, just putting everyone before you and your own emotions and your own perspectives. And sometimes in relationships that turns into not communicating because you want to put your girlfriend, you want to put your girl first and you know, you guys don't want to make us upset. So it's just like, okay, I'm sorry. But sometimes we do want to hear you guys. Sometimes we do want to hear what you just said. I'm trying my hardest. I really am trying my hardest. I'm doing the best I know how to do. I wish you would just bear with me and do that because we're communicators. Women, we work off communication. So all it takes is for men to say that certain thing, whatever it is. But sometimes literally what you just said goes unsaid. And it's just a big question mark as to, are you trying? Are you really giving your all or are you not? Because from our standpoint, it doesn't look like anyone is. Well, I can, oh, were y'all going to say that? <laughs> oh, well, I can personally say that, yeah, I have, I have put myself on the back burner a lot of times in relationships before. And I feel like personally, that's why I am where I am now as far as being single, just because 
I want that partner to appreciate the things that I'm bringing to the table and not chew me up about the little stuff. Like I said, it's a growing process on both ends. I'm not going to like some stuff you're doing. You're not going to like some stuff that I'm doing. But if we equally communicate that, then we can work it out. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel you on that, though, as far as uh, men putting themselves first and not speaking up, because that can be a toxic trait as well. That, yeah. Uh, work on with men. So to kind of wrap this up, um, you know, still staying on the relationship or still staying on the relationship topic. Um, and how it kind of ties into mental health. What do you feel we as a whole, men and women, can do to really better themselves for a relationship? And also, just specifically in terms of women, what do you feel we can do, Black women, what do you feel we can do to support and aid Black men, um, being being that you guys are statistically proven to struggle with mental health? Um, these are statistics, these are facts, these are, you know, known studies. So what do you feel we as black women, um, and on both ends can do to just better support you all, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in friendships, whether that's just family, whether that's just knowing your, your male counterpart, what do you feel we could do to better support you all and make you all feel comfortable to open up about your relationships? What does that space look like? What would be the perfect space for you to be like, yes, if this is the, if this is the environment I'm in, I will tell you everything. Or do you feel like the damage is just kind of too far? No, nah, the, nah, the, the uh, wounds can definitely be healed. Uh, the first thing that I would say is to be an open ear. And when I say an open ear, not just the person that, okay, I'm listening to this, but I ain't going to listen to that. Like a one in, one out. Like fully listen to what they're saying that just people getting stuff off their chest alone is going to help them out healing process wise. Um, after that, I would just say, be a, be a thorough communicator. Don't sugarcoat. I feel like a lot of times nowadays we like to sugarcoat. Like I said, hold your mm-hmm. tongue until, um, hold your tongue until you can get your point across. So like I said, if you're in an argument with your uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, let them get their full point across. Cause half of the time, you know, y'all women don't like to get cut off. So I would definitely say, listen to what your partner is saying, Uh, be that open ear, but also if it's not working out and y'all have been trying everything to communicate and it's just not flowing, definitely go see a counselor, go see a a peer that y'all both are comfortable with, go see an older adult that y'all are comfortable with talking to and get some advice from them. Like, don't be afraid to talk about your relationships or the the trauma that you're dealing with because that that can lead to suicide. And as men, uh, 75% of men are dealing with suicidal thoughts on a daily basis wow i did not know that that is deep so listening the art of listening you say that's what you feel you would wish you know black women would kind of do more to aid you all is to just listen uh i would say listen but also make make us comfortable uh i feel like a lot of time nowadays men we walk on eggshells to try and impress this girl that girl when in a nutshell, these girls is going for, you know, the next rapper or scammer in a heartbeat. But for us as men, we need to honestly look ourselves in the mirror like, yo, you are a king. Yo, that is a queen. But at the same time, you're a king too. Like look yourself in the mirror and motivate yourself sometime because half of the time, some women are not good for you. Some women are not healthy. Like maybe you need to take this month, two months, three months to work on yourself to be in a better place uh, for that relationship. Wow. So to all my black men that are listening to this, you know, work on yourself. If you know that you may struggle with some things, work on yourself. And to all my ladies, I know you guys are listening. 
you know, we, we swear we perfect. We swear we perfect. But there are also things that we can work on to kind of help aid our black men and really come together for them and really just support them and try to understand them more opposed to being so quick to criticize and opposed to being so quick to point the finger. So how do you feel is the best approach? And this would be my last question, but how do you feel would be the best approach um, in doing so? So say we do have a, like you mentioned before, picking at the little things really do annoy you guys, but also communication is key. So if we're, if we're, if, if the woman or the girlfriend in a situation or the wife in a situation feels a way about something we're going to communicate with, we're going to communicate that, but how do you feel we could do so in a way that kind of best suits you all in your mental stability and your emotional stability? Uh, that goes back to me saying, uh, find a comfortable place or a comfortable environment. You know what I'm saying? Like if you know your man likes to, you know, do a picnic in the park or, you know what I'm saying? You don't always have to have that conversation at the home you can just take a drive in the city somewhere like make sure that you're in a comfortable environment where he's going to be comfortable to talk you know what i'm saying every man doesn't want to just talk in the crib 24 7 like they want to be out like i know y'all women y'all like to go to brunches and dinners and lunches and things of that nature so it's like if you're in that environment have that conversation but just don't force it upon us like oh we need to talk about this xyz soon as we get to the house like nah like make it a vibe in a way like if you're gonna chew me up at least let's let's enjoy a good meal or something. Like at least let's enjoy each other company to where I can bounce back and you know we can crack jokes and things of that nature. So I feel like that's where a lot of women uh, and men that can do to uh, help out their relationships. So just don't put each other in the hot seat, basically. Don't yeah, make yeah, it to yeah, where yeah. it's don't like you in an investigation room and we yeah, try to do arrest you. Start sweating, scalp start sweating. A lot a lot of things go on to where you don't feel comfortable. So definitely. Uh, just make sure that you're in a comfortable environment, but also uh, don't chew them up. Like, have a conversation. Mm, approach, tone, all those things. Wow. All right. Well, that wraps up the show. Thank you so much, Derek, for coming on and giving us a little more insight on mental health, you know, how it plays a role with social media, our early 20s, um, how it plays a role in Black men, and really just giving us that different perspective and that different insight we really do appreciate it like we mentioned before us being an all-girls show sometimes we need that male perspective because we be chewing y'all up on this show we be chewing i, I was up. listening i was listening to some sound bites i was like man they going hard i gotta speak up for the fellas today but uh to say the least i do appreciate y'all man y'all keep doing the great work y'all are doing make sure y'all follow uh our platform at bro stigmas b-r-o-s-s-t G-I-G-M-A-S. <laughs> so y'all give us a follow. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing the great work, man. Y'all queen's doing good. Yes. Like, like Derek mentioned, I'm about to call him Stefan, y'all. This is my cousin. I can't help it. But <laughs> like Derek mentioned, make sure that you guys are following Bro Stigma on Instagram. We will be posting some content tomorrow regarding the show. So make sure that you guys are following us on Instagram at Pod so you can find out more about Derek, his nonprofit organization, and the things that he's doing to help better the mental health in Black men in our community. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show, Derek. And thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Once again, we love you all so much and appreciate all of your support. And we will tune in with you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye -bye. guys.